Welcome to the Watering Hole Football Podcast. Alrighty, welcome into another episode of the Watering Hole Football Podcast. I'm Dylan Lund. And I'm Colton Sorensen. Today, week five? Five. Week five. Yep. Gonna go over some week five. Our little takeaways. Uh, first up, we're going to start off with injuries. Seems like more injuries have happened, like more serious injuries have happened this year, which kind of sucks. I think to more big name players. Yeah. Like it's, you have Joe Burrow's injury that it's not been bad, but it's kind of affected the NFL yeah. quite a bit. You have more of those types of injuries, I feel like, this year than in years past. Well, Aaron Rodgers week one. Yeah. It just seems like the NFL outlook has changed a little bit due to injuries more than usual. Yeah. And it definitely didn't change this week. Um, So first off, we're going to talk about Justin Jefferson. He was put on injured reserve due to a hamstring injury. Um, Maybe looking more than the four weeks of the IR. So from what I heard, it's, it's looking like five to six to be back to a hundred percent and then which is what kevin o'connell said that they wanted it to do before they get him back in the lineup get him a hundred percent and there's some talks that maybe because of contract situation if we lose a bunch of games he might really want to come back right which i wouldn't blame him kind of suck yeah but i mean if you're him chase the stats though yeah like you don't want to you don't want to lose a year yeah i just feel like that's not good for you especially with already what 850 million receiving yards in your career <laughs> just keep keep loading it up what are you doing yeah and we'll, we'll get into a little bit more of the viking stock uh after a couple other topics uh continuing with the injuries though um dolphins running back devon achan who has been absolutely incredible he is the only player in nfl history with over eight yards per play per rush attempt with qualifying number of carries. Right. So it's not like a dude had like six carries, but he went for like 60 yards or like, yeah. Yeah. And he's averaging 12.1 yards per carry. Right. On like 40 or 50 carries or something like that. Yeah. It's something ridiculous. Like he's second in the league in rushing and like 37th i think it was in rushing attempts yep dude's been efficient (laughs) he's really fucking good that is as efficient as it gets um but he's got a knee injury they're putting him on ir and it sounds like it could be could be a while to be fair with how explosive he is i feel like a knee injury you kind of want to make sure that's 100 percent healed before you put him back in the lineup yeah, and he's not really their go-to guy right now anyway. Like, they still have Mostert there, who is the same person. Nor should he be. He should not be their go-to guy. He should be the change of pace. There's no such thing in that offense. <laughs> but he should be that guy that comes in because of how efficient he is. Keep his legs, like, rested, and the dude blows the top off of a defense. Yeah. That is the perfect combo. Yeah. Um. For the Jets, they're really good offensive linemen who can play pretty much every position. Elijah Vera Tucker 
he tore his Achilles. He's on IR, done for the season. Yeah. Uh, Matt Milano, a linebacker for the Buffalo Bills. He suffered a broken leg and possible torn ligaments in his knee. Like he left the field with an air cast on. It ain't good. His season's done. Yep. Uh, Bills, Jesus, ravaged by injuries. Once again. Yeah. Because like two years ago, they were really bad also. Well, last year too. Last year wasn't as bad as two years ago. Well, and that, but it's they just are not they can't catch any luck with the injury bug. Yeah, and was it last week or the week before they lost uh Tredavious White to an Achilles? Yep. Like that's two of their main parts of their defense now done for the year. Yep. I don't know, man. It's rough. Um and then the last one we got uh Anthony Richardson, who sprained or did something to he he got landed on and he they say it was a sprained AC joint in his shoulder and they're looking at maybe four to eight weeks. I also heard that there was a separated shoulder, which just means that um the muscle inside there has kind of ripped apart and your collarbone does no longer sit on your shoulder blade. Which I've seen that injury in real life and it's really painful, but it really doesn't affect a whole much. Yeah. So, I mean, not ideal when it's your throwing shoulder, though. Yeah. That's that's the one where I'm a little bit worried moving forward. Yeah. Just because, I mean, you assume that he's going to get back to healthy and 100% eventually, but I don't know if that's going to be this season. Yeah. So, Less than ideal. I don't think they're planning on winning a ton of games anyway. I don't think they're. this is their year to really go up there and contend. I mean... But you really do want a guy who didn't have a ton of play in college... Yeah, yeah. ...to get some time in the offense. I, I do feel, though, like just the way that their division has kind of shaken up. Like, the, the Jags haven't been world beaters. They did just beat the Bills in pretty convincing fashion. I'll give them that. Yep. So their stock is definitely going up, but... I think pretty much everybody, I think except the Titans, could compete for that division as long as the Jags kind of continue their kind of weird game scripts. I think the Jags will figure it out. Probably, Um, but at at least I I think for like the first half of the year, I think all of them essentially could be competing for for the division. So Yeah, I think the Texans are honestly a pretty solid team this year. Yeah. And without Anthony Richardson, I think the Colts are still a fairly solid team. Yeah, Gardner Minshew is probably the best backup in the league. He One of, for sure. He's got a lot of experience. He can win some games. Yeah. I don't know. It'll be interesting. I hope they don't win enough games to where they're going to try to get Richardson back as quickly as possible. Correct. I think that's, that's like the... I, I hope they're winning good enough if they are to understand that Gardner Minshew has given them a pretty good shot. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. So moving on to our topics this week, we only got a couple, um, man, we got to talk about the Patriots. This is a big, yeah, no, this, this is rough. This is yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah. No is all over the place. Last two weeks. Um, so last week they got blown out by the, Cowboys was it thirty-eight to three, and then this week 
31 to nothing at home. Against the Saints. Against the Saints, who are not a great team. No. What's, what, what is the problem in New England? The offense is bad. Yeah. The defense, not good. The special teams, the worst possibly in NFL history. That's a bad combo. <laughs> yeah. That, uh, from what I understand, those are the three parts of a team that you really want to be working. All, all, all three phases of the game? Yeah. Offense, defense, special teams? Yeah. The only three teams that are on the field? Yeah. Okay. I mean, they might have the coin tosses down. I don't have the numbers in front of me for that, but they're not doing good on every other phase at this point. So the the real conversation that I kind of want to get into is how much of the blame is on Bill Belichick? A lot. And should he be on the hot seat like yes. for real? 100%. So think about this. The Patriots have... I th- I do believe it's six or seven coaches on their staff. It's not very many. It is the least of the NFL. And the least then, amount of coaches. Correct. And the next closest is like six coaches more than that. So double the amount of coaches the Patriots have is the least that any other team has. Um, Bill Belichick is the general manager. Bill Belichick is the head coach. This is, for all intents and purposes, Bill Belichick's team. He has built this team. He's been the general manager long enough now that these are the guys that he handpicked to be on his football team. And none of them are producing. It is bad all around. Mac Jones is not playing good but the offense is so horrendously bad. I don't think even if Mac Jones was playing very well, I don't think this team would be good. Yeah. So I I do have the number. It is 21 coaches. Okay. So, but that's, you know, it's, it's all your um, positional coaches and then a couple assistants and a couple special teams guys. And then two of those are also like your strength and conditioning and stuff like that. Who's the next lowest? Well, I, I don't have that number. Oh. I'm pretty sure the, the number was six apart, which is not a lot. That that's You don't have enough coaches. And the coaches you do have aren't doing a good job. I, I think almost the entirety of the blame can be put on Bill Belichick. Yeah, I, I, I honestly think that. So I I think the reason for that is because you have like Bill Belichick is the dictator of this team. He's the guy that he's the one essentially that's going to make the decisions for the draft. He's the personnel like he is everything. And they came out of last year with one of the worst offenses ever. Now, granted, that was with a defensive coordinator building your offense. It was terrible. Which who appointed him? Exactly. It's it's Bill Belichick appointing Matt Patricia, who is a defense guy, as your offensive coordinator. He was removed from play calling midway through the year. I have no. It didn't matter though. But if he's who your did OC, he? In, who did he put in charge of play calling then? 
I don't know. Joe Judge. What? At least he's he's an offense guy, isn't he? Special teams. No, he's a special teams guy. <laughs> what what are you doing? Okay, so that was last year. That was coming off of last year. And you could tell last year that they had a a very glaring deficiency of talent on offense. Yes. Belichick's a defensive guy. Yes. He's going to make sure that he gets all his players to build the defense that he wants to play. Like, that's just what he's going to do. 100%. So in the draft this year, in their first round pick, their first three picks are all defensive guys. Yep. So, and his free agent signings have been fucking weird. Like, that's it. They're just, it's just been weird. He had a free agency class that had Hunter Henry and Jonu Smith. Two tight ends. Yep. Jonu Smith. The highest paid tight ends in that class. Right. Both, Smith, both of them. Jonu Smith is now playing in Atlanta. Yep. And then last offseason, coming off of their worst offense since fucking before Brady even showed up. So my question, quick before this. Yeah. Were the tight ends the problem? What do you mean? Did did they help the offense a ton? No. Okay. Because what, what did he get? So this offseason, he went out and got Mike Gesicki. He plays tight end. Did it help the offense? No. <laughs> like, Belichick has always been the guy to like kind of go against the grain of how the league is turning, and he's been successful at it. The, the reason he's been successful at it, though, is because help. he's had Tom Brady to help him with that. Yeah. Like, whatever deficiencies the roster on offense had, like your, you know, your number one wide receivers being, like, Julian Edelman and... Wes Welker. Wes Welker. Like, you can't win in the league anymore like that. You can't just play defense and win each game 16 to 10. The league isn't that anymore. And he's decided, okay, everybody's going small and fast, so I'm going to go, you know, big, heavy personnel, get all these tight ends, do all that stuff. Well, it's not fucking working. Well, guess what? Those fast guys are also big and strong because they're in the NFL. Yeah. Unless you get really, really big and really, really strong, you're not going to be overpowering defenses all that much. Yeah. Like, the other thing... So... He had two security blankets for those for those successful teams. And that was Tom Brady was the one and Gronk was the other one. Yeah. You don't have either of those guys. Like Gronk, to be fair, was like the number one receiver for most of the time in New England. Like he was the main guy and they built an offense around him. And it worked because Gronk was a Hall of Fame level guy. Possibly one of the greatest tight ends of all time. Right. You can't do that if your guys aren't at that level and they don't have tight ends at that level. So they can't fucking do that. You're saying Gasicki isn't a hall of famer at this point in his career. Nah, I'm not, no. You're saying Hunter Henry isn't a hall of famer at this point in his career. Uh, also no. John Smith. He's not even on the team. Oh uh, well, yeah, but he was last year. No, they're, they're trying. <laughs> I don't know. I Bill O'Brien came in. The offense looks more like an offense. Yeah. I will say that. But it, it's not good. It's still like the the pass protection is horrendous. The run blocking is terrible. The 
I think the biggest issue, so Bill Belichick has always prided himself on having like the best special teams in the game. They are the worst special teams by far. Yeah. He has put in two draft picks for special teams specific players. They are the worst in the NFL. The the team is just falling apart, and I think I'm going to put a percentage on it. Seventy five percent is Bill Belichick's fault. Oh yeah, for sure. Like if you're the guy that's making all the decisions with your personnel, and your personnel is bad, that's on you. Yeah. Like they don't, and they've had this problem for a long time. They can't get any juice on the outside. They don't have any wide receivers that they can count on to win a one-on-one. They don't have anybody that can separate. Like, their number one target right now is Devontae Parker, who, like, six years ago was a dude. For, like... For a year. For about half a season. Yeah. And, and you, they got him... They got Mac Jones essentially dropping back, seeing absolutely covered guys, so he's just got to throw it up. And Devontae Parker's a tall guy, saying so he can jump. So, like, you, you see a bunch of just jump balls to him... Because that's all they got. So in this last game against the Saints, the first pick six tells you pretty much everything you need to know about the Patriots. Mac Jones dropped back. There was a rusher coming on the outside. He had to step up in the pocket. Immediately as he gets to the top of his drop. 100%. He has to step up in the pocket. There is no pocket to step up into. There is no wide receivers open on the back end. He throws the ball to try to not take a sack. He gets hit while he throws it. The ball is wobbling out, picked off by Tyron Matthew, walked into the end zone. Yep. That is the entire season for New England, and I think it will continue to be the season because what what are they going to do? Yeah, and even even going back to the, the game against the Cowboys, like you see him just you, – you can see him know the pressure is coming – and kind of panic because of it. But what is he supposed to do? Ignore the pressure and just get destroyed. Right. Like, uh, the pressure, like, it's, it's making him leave pockets that are there when they are there because he's assuming the rush is coming. He's making bad decisions because he's like, shit, I gotta get rid of this ball, otherwise I'm gonna get murdered. And he's making bad decisions when he decides to get rid of it. Like it's it's compounding factor after compounding factor that just makes it just <laughs> fucking bad. So this is the way I would describe the the quarterback sense in the pocket. There's a corner in your house that the the wall sticks out a little bit more than anywhere else. You walk by it, you stub your toe all the time. You're constantly walking by stubbing your toe. What do you do when you stub your when you think you're gonna stub your toe? You you walk out of the way. You over exaggerate it. Yeah, you make sure that you don't do what you've done before to get your toe stubbed. He's just avoiding stubbing his toe by thinking there's pressure coming because that corner's been there. Well, somebody shaved it down on those plays that he there's no pressure, but you're still gonna take a a path around it because right. hey, you stubbed your toe before. Right. Like that's it's the common sense thing where okay pressures come every other time, there's pressure coming this time. Yeah, I'm gonna try to avoid it even if there's nothing there. Yeah, you're no, seeing it's... ghosts. 
That's that's the the Zach Wilson thing. No, Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold, same guy. Um, you're seeing ghosts. Like, sh- sure, you're not. It's not actually happening. But if you've been sacked or hit over and over again, you, you kind of tense up. You you think it's coming, right? So it's just a bad situation. You can't expect Mac Jones to play well in that type of situation. It's it is kind of the Sam Darnold thing where like what what's it supposed to do? Yeah, the offense is bad. How are you supposed to figure it out? Yeah, he's got he's got no help to figure it out. He's got yeah. no answers when there's problems. It just it's bad. Yeah. What's your percentage on uh So if it keeps going this way, say they win Four games. Okay. Five games. What's your percentage that Belichick gets fired? 95%. Really? Yeah. You don't think he's got any kind of leash? I don't think so. I think when the team has been this bad the last couple years, it's over. I mean, unless Robert Kraft is just doesn't care. Well, I I don't think it's it's that he wouldn't care. I think it's more that, like... (laughs) Bill gets the benefit of the doubt. He's had the benefit of the doubt. No, I get I get the that. last three years. I get that. But like the last 20 gives him the benefit of the doubt. I don't care. You get three years. So in my opinion, after the 20 years that he was head coach and the Super Bowls, they won six of them. A lot. That's a lot of Super Bowls. The, literally the best dynasty in American pro sports. At the end of that, you lose the guy that helped you get there. All right, you're a rookie head coach again. You've earned the respect enough to get a full, I'm I'm going to see what you're going to do with this team. You got three years to build it. This is year three. What have you built? If this was a rookie head coach, they would have been fired last year. Yeah. No, I get I get that. I get that. He's got to be out. I get that, but it... it it's still Bill Belichick, so that it, it, I don't care. I don't know. I I feel like I think his personality is adding to the shitstorm. Well, yeah, and that that just doesn't help anything. I feel like if they're drafting high enough, they'll just make Mac Jones a scapegoat, and then they'll get a new quarterback, and then they'll just try again, and it's not going to be any better. But it's a rookie quarterback, so he's going to get more years. I honestly think Mac Jones is also out this year, probably. No yeah. matter what, yeah. Um. I don't think it's been his fault. I hope he gets another chance. I know I'm biased because Alabama quarterback. Well, and you had him as your your QB two from that class, which I think I don't I don't know if it's been non accurate. Yeah, at this point, it's probably <laughs> probably fine. Because I mean, like, which one would you rather have, Mac Jones or Justin Fields? I'm probably taking Mac Jones. It it really depends on the the stuff around you. I I don't know. It, so that one is way more situation based than I would like to give it credit. No, but I th- I don't think I was super wrong in no. that class. So I mean, this class is going to be the telltale sign if I'm really good at scouting quarterbacks. That that is true. Because there's a lot of fucking quarterbacks. There's a lot of quarterbacks. All but right, anyway. let, let's let's move on. Uh, we're gonna talk a little bit about little bit about the AFC North. And I just want to say that I hate AFC North football. Yep. I think it fucking sucks. You got the Ravens who should just walk all over the Steelers. Yep. And they end up losing because 
Lamar decides that he doesn't know how to play football super well when he's playing against another team from his division. Correct. And <laughs> yes, the the Steelers won a game. Their offense scored a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Was it two touchdowns? Two. Two? Yeah. The uh, the game winner was a nice it was a nice play from Pickett to Pickens. It was a deep shot. Uh George Pickens got behind the defense, scored a touchdown. You know what's fun? That was about the only good play they had. You know what's fun? What's that? Matt Canada didn't call it. I know. That's fun. Is it wasn't it like a, a check at the line? No. The other assistant up in the booth was calling plays second half of the game. No shit. I'm not kidding. Is that why he looked so pissed when they scored a touchdown? 100%. <laughs> like, so, I don't know if anybody's seen this video, but there's a video going around up at the press box of Matt Canada. The camera is right on Matt Canada. He's got like, the angriest fucking stank face you've ever seen. As they are scoring a, what, 40-something yard touchdown? Yeah, it was a bomb. And, uh... No emotion. Matt Canada sitting... The rest of the booth is all excited. Jumping, cheering. And the assistant next to him, who is usually like his, okay, here's the stats guy, you know, helping Matt Canada call plays, has been calling plays for the second half of the game. Matt Canada is completely emotionless until the assistant coach taps him on the arm to basically say, hey, the fucking camera is on. And then Matt Canada acts surprised, and then the ca- the camera shuts off real quick. They have an extended clip of that where Matt Canada then looks excited because he thought the camera was on. So, so it took the assistant coach tapping him on the shoulder going, Hey, celebrate, you idiot. We just fucking scored a touchdown. <laughs> but if I'm Matt Canada, like, the writing's on the wall. They, they were not good in the first half of the game. No, bo- both teams were garbage, to be fair. But the second half of the game, the offense looked a lot better for the Steelers. A little. Better. And Matt Canada was not calling the second half of the game. Woof. Yeah. So that, uh, that's exciting for me. Yeah. But... I'm, I'm fully invested in this Matt Canada shit. I love it. I mean, the the Ravens gave that game away, though. Oh, 100%. I mean, they were at, like, what, first and goal or whatever, and Lamar... Lamar, Lamar threw it directly to the Steelers. Lamar threw up a, a, a fade jump ball to Odell Beckham. He ain't that guy anymore. No. <laughs> Odell Beckham is kind of a slant boy now. I don't think Odell Beckham in his prime would have caught that, though. No. I, well, I mean, it was a little off. It was a little inside, a little yeah. short. A little off, so... Threw it right to the defender. That gave them the chance to go down and score. And score they did. Yep. And the Steelers go on to win, was it 17-13, to 13, I think it was? It was bad to bad. That's, that's Man, what it that's was. Just, it's a rough game. Uh, rough game for, for <laughs> rough game for Ravens receivers. I think they had seven drops yeah. in the game. Odell looks slow. Well, yeah. Really slow. Bateman... Bateman batted a touchdown out of the air onto the ground. Yeah. <laughs> he was wide open. He jumped up. He got both hands on that fucker. And slammed it and in the ground. <laughs> he spiked it before He's... he caught it. Yeah. <laughs> it was not good. Oh, um, man. 
both defenses, oddly enough, didn't look great either. Yeah. It's just bad football. Which, the entire time I was watching that game, so I was watching on Red Zone, and every time the play came up for that team, the Ravens were trying to run the ball. They couldn't. Yep. And it wasn't because there wasn't holes open. It's because they just couldn't. The Steelers, I don't think they understand a running game. Like there is no running game there anymore. Jalen Warren, he's got some. He's got some burst. Yeah, that's so about it. He, if there's an, a hole open, he'll get he'll get you some yards. But there's never a hole open. Right. Well, and Najee's worse because he's not as explosive. Well, he's slow. Yeah. So he's, he's built to be behind a good offensive line where you get a couple yards and he'll get you more yards. But they don't have a good offensive line. They don't have a couple yards to give you. I think Najee is a lot like. Le'Veon Bell and it's the reason that Le'Veon went to the Jets and wasn't successful yeah because he is a guy that when he builds up momentum that's when he can hurt you right that's what Najee Harris is there's no momentum to be gained it's like the final years of Adrian Peterson where he just he he just can't get there anymore to me it looks like Najee looks like Derrick Henry yeah, kind of. But not not good Derrick Henry. Like No, the Derrick Henry where... Of right now. Yeah, they're hitting him behind the line and he, he just kind of falls anything. over. Yeah. So, I don't, I don't know. I like I like Najee. I think he's a very talented running back. He needs some blocking. <laughs> you can't be a talented running back if you got nowhere to run. So, I don't know. It's shit game all around. Let's move on to the Bengals. Who... Well, before before we move on from the AFC North, which... Well, this, is, this is still the AFC North. Oh, did you say Bengals? Bengals. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, the Bengals won. Joe Burrow looks like Joe Burrow. Yeah, the the week I lock against him. Correct. Yeah. Um, I, I do have to give some props to the Cardinals, though. They hung in there. They made that game interesting. Yeah. I liked watching that game. So, Even though it was my lock and I knew I was going to lose as soon as on the first drive that the Cardinals get pressure and I'm like, oh, here we go. And then Joe Burrow is running outside the pocket and you're like, on, oh, fuck. on the run, he threw the ball to, I think it was Jamar Chase. I mean, it's, it's hard to not be Jamar Chase. He had like 13 catches, 160 something yards and three touchdowns, two something, touchdowns, something like that. Um, and he threw it on the run dead right to the numbers to the receiver. And he turned around and like jogged back to the, the huddle. And I went, shit, fuck. He's back. <laughs> <laughs> like the, the previous weeks, Joe Burrow was not doing that. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it made a world of difference for this offense. Yeah. So that's good. Yeah. That's Bengals all I got are, there. Bengals are probably back. I'm still going to be a little nervous about them moving forward. Yeah, they got to show me a couple games. Yeah, to the, be real confident. This coming week they play the Seahawks. I think. I as a tough game to pick. That's a lockable game, but I ain't touching it. Nope, <laughs> not for me. No, no, no. All right, so moving on to another uh, more positive subject. Um, are the Lions a a true like contender in the NFC? Okay, I'm glad you added that second part there. Because I think, I do not think they are a true contender. Sure. For the Super Bowl. 
but I think they are a true contender to be in the championship game. Yeah. Which is very different. I don't believe that they can win the Super Bowl this year. I'm I'm fairly confident if they would make it there, they would lose. I'm fairly confident they would not make it there. I think they'd lose in the championship game. But I think they, I think they can make the championship game. So Which for, is saying a lot for this team. Yeah. It, I would I would look at it slightly different. Like to me, like I, I absolutely believe they can make the championship game. Yep. And then whatever happens after that, I feel like they have all of the I feel like they could. Like there there is a chance. Like they I don't think so. Like I, I don't think they're a better team than the Eagles. I don't think they're a better team than the 49ers. No. But I don't think that it's like that it's a huge, like a really big difference between them. And then playing whoever in the Super Bowl, if they made it there, they would have a chance there too. Like I don't think this is a get to the championship game and lose thirty eight to seven. So I will I will say I think I view them very similarly to the Giants the year they beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl. That like they they can make it, but I don't think they truly belong there. It would take them like truly playing a great game yeah. to to make it. But I, I think that I think that's like that's a reasonable thing to say they have a chance of doing that because they haven't just been like winning games. They've been dominating. Oh, they've been winning games. Yeah. They're not winning games. They're winning games. Yeah. And it, yeah, they're, they're good. Their offense is moving. Yep. Their defense, although not great, has been very solid, yeah. which I think it, has been a step up from last year. Aiden Hutchinson is playing out of his mind. I he, think he uh, run he runs like a, a Wario. Yes. That somebody, no, it was I, Waluigi. Waluigi, there yeah. you go. I saw that on Twitter. <laughs> Sorry, X. It's and Twitter. Holy shit! <laughs> I watched it like six, seven times, and I just went, "No fucking way!" I can't believe I've never noticed that. Or maybe yeah. it was just on that play. It could have just like, been that play because he got like chipped right at the right at the snap, so he got kind of bumped off his line, and he's like full running with both arms and legs in sync, like yeah, like really exaggerated arms, kind of head back and like super high knees. Like, have you ever seen Waluigi move in like a a Mario Party game? That's what he looked like. It's it's amazing. It was really good. It's amazing, but he's. He's pretty good. Yeah, he's, he's a good football good. player. Their secondary looks really good this year, and I think even with the injuries. Yeah, I think that that kind of blows my mind because the lack of talent. Yeah, like I feel like they're kind of lacking. They have Mike Hilton, which I think is a really good football player, a very underrated football player. Uh, C.J. Gardner Johnson, he's good. And is he coming back by the end of the year? I think so. I think that's going to be a big difference. Also, Brian Branch didn't play this week. I don't know if he's going to play next week either. He'll he'll be back sooner than later. I think the biggest question is C.J. Gardner-Johnson coming back. Yeah. Those are two good safeties. That Towards the end of the season, 
this might be a better team at the end of the year than they are right now. Right. Like the only That's thing, scary. Like literally the only thing about the Lions that is maybe a question mark is a pass rush other than Aiden Hutchinson. Because if he kind of gets shut down, I mean, they don't been, have a ton. They've been running out like Romeo Aquara. Uh, who's the other guy on the other end? They've It's kind of like a, a revolving door of guys on the other side. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if it really truly matters. I, I think the biggest... Until the, the teams with the good offensive lines come in. Yeah, and... The only the only team in the NFC with a dominant offensive line is the Eagles. I, I would say the 49ers are pretty good. They're but, not as good this year. But Aiden Hutchinson plays usually on the other side of Trent Williams. Right. And, so and the the right tackle for the 49ers, Colton McKivitz, has not played great this year. Correct. But again, it's the 49ers. They're a fucking they're a death star, so they can game plan around a single talented player. Right. So I think that I don't think they play this year in the regular season. But that would be a hell of a game. I think I think they're probably going to meet in the playoffs. That'll be a, if if that happens, that'll be a fun game. Cuz I think the Lions are getting through the first round. Yeah. I I truly do. I cuz I think who would they probably play? Maybe like a Seahawks team. They might play a team that barely squeaks into the playoffs. Right. Because I don't know if they're going to be the fourth seed. I don't think they're going to. I think They'll they're going to be, be three or be two. Three. Maybe two. Maybe two. I could see the NFC East being a little bit weak this year and both the Eagles and the Cowboys being pretty close and squeaking in at three and one at five. Yeah. So I. I think the the Lions have a pretty good shot of making it to the second round. I think they got a shot of winning that. I don't know. I think they Un- can beat... Unless they play against the Eagles or 49ers. I think that's going to be the true... One of those teams is going to be the team that you have to beat. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if they're there yet. But we're talking about the Lions right. winning a playoff game. Right. And... And I'll even call it out. Like, I had them not this good uh, before the season. I had them as more of like a, you know, maybe like a 10 and 7, maybe kind of get in like a wild card type of, type of team. And I said, I don't trust them. I want to see it. And through the first five weeks of the season, other than a weird game against the Seahawks, we're seeing it. They beat the Chiefs. They kick. I mean, it it is the the Panthers, but they kicked the shit out of the Panthers. Like the games that they're supposed to blow people out because they're just superior, they're doing that. So this is not the same. It's not the same Lions team. I was wrong about that. They finally showed me that they can do that. So yeah, I th- I think they're. They're probably winning the division, probably winning a playoff game, and then we'll see from there. I'm trying to find where I had them ranked. Oh, here we go. I had them going 9-8, and and the Vikings going 11-6. and I think you can quite easily put the Lions at 11-6 and at this point. Yeah. I think easily. Um, 
Yeah, I had them at ten and seven. They're they're going to be okay. That's a good team. They're going to be okay. And on to the next team. The final team. The final team of the day. The the team that they are replacing as Kings of the North. The our Minnesota Vikings. How you feeling right now? Uh, not good, but I don't think I'm blow the team up bad like a lot of Vikings fans are. I think my position is we have a good chance of getting a quarterback. It's a good class to get a quarterback. I think if you're committed enough to get the quarterback that Justin Jefferson wants, do it. Trade whatever you have to to get the quarterback. Help the offensive line in any way possible. You'll have extra cap space, I'm hoping, this next year with Kirk not on his contract. If Justin Jefferson only wants Kirk, please bring Kirk back. Yeah. Because I'm going to make a statement here on the podcast because I I will hold myself accountable. If Justin Jefferson leaves the Vikings because he can't either sign a contract or he, he wants out because of the situation, I will not be a Vikings fan any longer. I it's it's not because Justin Jefferson is my favorite player. It's because I cannot. I hate that the organization cannot keep their talented players. Yeah, you don't want it to happen a third time with yeah. a star wide receiver. And I I just can't I can't do it anymore. The dude is one of the best three players in the NFL, probably. I, I'm I'm fully convinced that he will go down as one of the greats. What? Do whatever the fuck you have to do to make him happy. Whatever it is. Yeah. From everything that I understand, the contract is worked out. They know what he wants, and they are willing to give him what he wants contract-wise. That is not why he hasn't signed a contract yet. It's about the quarterback situation. I don't care if he wants fucking Desmond Ritter as his quarterback. You go out and get Desmond Ritter as your fucking quarterback. If that's what Justin Jefferson wants, that's what Justin Jefferson gets. That's all I'm saying. If if that's what he wants and that's the only thing, and if he says, if you don't get Desmond Ritter, I'm leaving, and Desmond Ritter isn't on this team next year with Justin Jefferson, I'm not a fucking fan. No, that that's fair. Um, I'm jumping ship. I don't know if I can make that same declaration. Like, it just... This team is in my bones. Like, I can't not be a fan. But I would be I would be so fucking pissed if somehow they have to trade him or he goes anywhere else. Like it would be tough. It would be really, really tough. The roadmap to keeping him is so easy. I think all you need to do is like Whatever the fuck he wants. Well <laughs> I mean yeah. Literally. If he tells you to jump off a bridge, jump off that damn bridge. I will do it for you. <laughs> what the hell are we talking about? Yeah, like, 
if you if he says I will only stay here if you get one of the top two quarterbacks, like if he if he says I want Caleb, I want Caleb Williams as the quarterback. You send whatever it takes to whoever gets the first overall pick because it's not going to be the Vikings. And, and and this is where I kind of wanted to, um, where I kind of wanted to start is we are going to be good enough to lose out on the like that first those first two picks. Which Probably. I assume are going to be Caleb Williams and Drake May. Possibly. Probably. I think there's a pretty good chance that Marvin Harrison Jr. goes well, in the, the top two picks. Okay, in the the first two quarterbacks. We're gonna be out you. of the we're gonna finish out of the range of the first two quarterbacks. Probably. For just like sticking and picking. That's more than likely what's gonna happen. Even if we are in those picks coming into the last three weeks of the season. We will not be in those few picks. Right. Because that's how Vikings work. Right. We we will inevitably lose out on the two one of the two things that could, you know, finally be franchise changing, right? Correct. So when that happens, because it will. Yes. I don't care what it takes. Go up and get one of those guys. Yep. A hundred percent. I don't care. If it takes it takes three first round picks to go up and get Caleb Williams or Drake May, go and fucking do that. Yep. Make a big move. Have have some fucking gumption to just to make the big move. I've never I have never seen this team make a big move. I've never Not in our lifetime, but we tried. We we tried to trade for Herschel Walker. Let's not talk about that. <laughs> um <laughs> But no, like, I'm at the point where, and I think I've probably said it before, so I'm probably repeating myself, but this year doesn't matter. Like, at this point, this year doesn't matter. You're playing with house money anyway. Kirk's gone after this year. He's not under contract. Like, Un- do what you... Unless JJ wants him back. Sure, then you... Then re-sign him. Sure. But at some point, Kirk has to not be this the quarterback of this team. Correct. And at some point... JJ has to be okay with that. Yeah. And this is the, like, all signs point to this year being the year to do it. With, I I like, am prepared. Coming? So, if if JJ wants Kirk, you say, okay, we'll re-sign Kirk for one, a year. One year. But still go get that quarterback. Yes. I get a quarterback, and throughout the year, let JJ start believing in this guy. Yes. And then then go from there. Yes. I like I don't want to say like I'm in full crisis, but I'm kind of in crisis just cuz like he's out for at least 4 weeks. We're probably going to lose some games. Probably by the time the trade deadline rolls around, we're going to have one maybe two wins. More. Wins more wins or at one or two because we're already at one we're gonna have one or two we're either gonna lose these next four games because the next next four games are bears bears 49ers yep um fuck what are the the next two i think we win the bears game the packers are in there yep and i don't remember that third one but there's a pretty decent chance that we end those four games and we're looking at, you know, one win, maybe two. 
You know, are we we sitting there at like two and six? <laughs> like, what what do you do when you're two and six or one one and seven? I. So it's Bears, 49ers, Packers, Falcons, and then Saints, Broncos, Bears. And I, I think he's likely to be back by the Raiders game at the very latest. I mean, I think the, the Bears games at this point could be tricky because they've just figured out how to play offense. And without our best weapon, can Jordan Addison become the dude? Can he, you know, show that he is that guy? We have no idea. So it could be tough against the Bears. Yep. Probably we're definitely losing to the Niners. Yep. Probably gonna lose to the Packers, even though they've looked like shit. Yep. We're we're gonna beat the Packers and the Bears at least once this year. Probably. Um we got Bears and Packers on the road. So Yeah. 49ers at home, doesn't matter. I mean I just kind of in general, like we're not, we're not going to win that many games. Um, I still think we could be sellers at the deadline, but I don't know who has value. Like that's the other thing. Like the only value that we have are players on defense, and our defense is already pretty talent poor. Yep. So like, you want to trade Daniel for a third? What do we fourth? Have? Do you want to trade Davenport for fifth, a sixth? third, or a fourth? Not a third. He's on a one-year deal. I guess that's fair. So you're not you're not getting much for him. Isn't Daniil? Well, yeah, but Daniil is more talented. Yeah, so but you can get more out of Daniil. He's played like six games in the last like four years. Like yeah, but this year he's like one sack off the league lead. So I don't know. I just I we're at a rough spot. Yep. And I think the way forward is to just kind of play out this year if you get some good offers for players i mean that there are there are def in my opinion there are definitely untouchables and it's all people on offense like and harrison smith no i think he's untouchable just for the fact that he's probably going to be done pretty soon and like i mean if someone comes asking for harrison smith and they give up like a third I'm not taking it. I don't know. I think just for the fact of he's a Minnesota favorite, you you're already facing some backlash from fans. I think it'd be pretty pretty dumb move. That's fair. Um, Harrison's already reduced his money that he's getting a, that's, quite that's a bit. That's fair. That's fair. I think I think he's a hometown guy. I think he's probably done. Maybe not after this year, but after next year, probably. Yeah. Um, I think one that one that's might actually be be dealt is uh, Ezra Cleveland. Yeah, you can trade him for you know to some needy team who probably needs a tackle. Yep, and then you put in Dalton Reisner, who you signed and haven't played yet. Yep, but I to be fair, Ed Ingram has not been atrocious. Like we signed Dalton Reisner, and he has not been the turnstile that he was. Like he's played better, legitimately. Like maybe, I, maybe just, some competition helps. Maybe some competition helped a little bit. So maybe that that'll be the play. Try to try to shop around Ezra Cleveland as a tackle, probably, and then slot in the guy that you signed. I don't know. It it's not a good outlook. 
No. But we know we got a dude in Addison. He He's playing good. Hawkinson is a good player. He will figure it out. Yeah, these guys know how to catch. They'll figure it out. K.J. Osborne, he's a good wide receiver three. I think he could be another guy that if somebody really needs a receiver, he could be moved. That's fine. Get him out of there. That's It is what it is, but the the biggest thing is do whatever the fuck J.J. wants. Yeah. <laughs> For the sake of everything that is Vikings football. Yeah. Otherwise, send the team to St. Louis. We don't need a fucking team anymore. If yeah. we're going to give away the best player in the NFL, just get the team out of here. Yeah. I don't no. even care if somebody gives us like six first round picks. No. No. Not but a chance. How many of those six first round picks are going to be JJ? None of them. None. So just don't do that shit. All right. Anyway, we ended on a high note. <laughs> Depressing football. No, there's a hope because you hope that. We get Caleb Williams. There's a hope. Well, you just make a big move. That My hope is that they just make a big move in the offseason. Like, this year's already lost. But, yeah. I mean, not even it's not even lost. It's just, I don't feel like this year matters. Were we expecting to win a Super Bowl this year anyway? No. Then what the fuck does that matter? Quessy already said competitive rebuild last year. This is the first year of the rebuild. The next big but, piece of the rebuild is the quarterback. Que- Go get the quarterback. Quessy is garbage. He should be fired. He's so bad at hit. Have you seen the draft classes? They're so bad. Yeah, he's got one starter, and it's a UDFA. It doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't matter. Why Why are people so upset about Quessy hitting his draft picks? They've been bad. You, you go and draft players. Like, you go and draft. In they, the positions the out- that are available. Okay, the outcomes have been bad. Sure. The process is what I want to see, and the process was good. I want to see all the the people talking shit going in there having 64 people in their ears telling them about players that they want, and then trying to make your own decision. And trying to get value at every spot. It is not as easy as the keyboard warriors might think it is. We are at times those keyboard warriors, but we understand that picks are made for a reason. So a lot of times we just try to find the best in them, talk about them, say, oop, that one was weird every now and again. But like, don't, it's his second year as the general manager. Not every pick is going to pan out. <laughs> I would say the the hit rate on picks, probably what, 20%? Th- 30 yeah. for a good team. Yeah. What the fuck are we talking about? You you're you're allowed to have two or three bad drafts if you get a third one that you get a player in. That's fine with me. That should I, I bet you every person on that those message boards would be fine getting another Justin Jefferson. Or if they or if they make the move to go up and get fucking Caleb Williams. Like I bet they'd be fine with it. They'd be fine with it. Probably shouldn't be arguing if that's the case. So fuck all y'all. <laughs> I'm hardly a Vikings fan yet this year. But, uh, yeah, that's going to do it for us today. If you want to talk to us about anything football, please message us on Facebook, comment on our posts. We like to hear from people, even though we don't hear from people. Good talk. So, uh, 
Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Peace.